Today's guest is Creighton Hobbs. He has died and come back to life five times. And he has a movie on Amazon Video about one of those times called How Many Chances. This near-death experience he remembers photographically. Creighton, thank you so much for giving me some of your time today. I really appreciate you and welcome. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm I'm not only a big fan, but I'm in love with your voice. So, you know, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you a quick story real quick as I was uh, on my other YouTube channels. I um, do toy channels and I was on TV doing for a toy episode about the, the latest Christmas toys. And one of the anchors said, your voice would be perfect for ASMR. It's so soft. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, oh, that's great. So, and see, I used to sell vintage toys and stuff. Oh, so yeah. that's, that's amazing. Yeah. We got, a, we got we, a, something in common. Right we got there. another podcast talking about toys <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I all right. Yeah, I, I was gonna say before everybody leaves, let's get into your NDE. So, right. Let's talk about the one that you can remember photographically. Uh, let's start on the day that it happened and what happened. Well, I don't remember the exact date that it happened, but I do remember I was probably in my twenties, my, um, mid twenties is when this happened, 25 to 27. Um, and I went and I had my wisdom teeth pulled. And now I, and now let me back up for a second. I am a severe, severe diabetic type one diabetic. I had it since I was seven years old. And when, uh, someone, who doesn't take care of their diabetes, they don't do right uh, when they have a major procedure or surgical procedure. And me being me, um, I guess I like to tell people I'm like a cat that has nine lives. You know, uh, it's just I went and I had the procedure done. Well, I came home and I started to have complications. My blood sugar was rising and going higher and higher and higher. And I finally just passed out onto the floor. And my grandmother, she was living with us at that time. And she, oh gosh, God bless her. She was still alive. She was, she was like 80 years young. You know, she was um, just your typical Southern grandmother. You short, fat, always feeding you, you know, just Mm -hmm. really sweet. And I don't, and I fell over in the bathroom and, uh, somehow, I don't know how she did it, but she lifted me up and my dad came home from work and he put me into his vehicle and, um, him and my mom was racing down to the hospital and, um, I believe it was Mobile Infirmary Hospital in Mobile, Alabama. And uh, I wanted to throw my bill in Alabama because people will be like, boy, he's talking Southern, you know, uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, well, when we, what I remember is I remember being put on the, the table and a doctor, he come in, he was a young doctor and he, he looked at me and he said, 
He said, son, don't go. Don't, don't, don't. And I, and I heard the heart monitor. Beep, beep, boop. You know, just do flatline. And then I went out. And then as I was going out, I heard the doctor scream. Oh, I mean, he, you know, I, I don't want to curse on your show, but, Thank you know, but he, uh, that's what he said. And I remember right after that, um, seeing a black tunnel, if you will. It was a tunnel that was black, but at the end of this tunnel, there was a white light and it looked like a softball. Like if he was looking at a softball that was little and as you was, as I was, as you would float towards it, it would get bigger and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. Now you would think to yourself, that kind of sounds scary, but it really wasn't. It was the best way I could put it. And I said this in how many chances, um, it feels like a warm feeling as in if you was away from your house and you came home and when you just, you've been away from home for so long and you walk in and you just get that warm, like I'm here, I'm calm, I'm at peace, I'm home. That's the best way I could possibly tell it to you of this feeling. Well, as I was getting closer, I realized I was getting to heaven's gates. I was getting to heaven. And that's when I heard a voice speak to me. And this voice told me, said, Creighton, it's not your time. I proceeded to debate this voice. I was like, no, but I want to go there. And, you know, I was like, I want, that's where I want to go. And that voice told me, said, I know you do. He said, but it's just not your time. You've got things you still have to do back on earth. There's things you've got to get done. And it's just not It's just not your time yet. And I pointed, I was still wanting to argue. I was like, but I want to. And then I woke up. And when I woke up, I was in ICU. And I had the breathing machines, the, you know, the life stuff all on me. And, and as I'm waking up um, now, and I've got like, you know, they've probably got pain. I, I think they had some type of pain medicine in me, you know, and um, I, I, there was a Jamaican nurse that was there and she saw me and she's like, and she, I can't do her voice, but it's in how many chances, but she, so you'll have to forgive me uh, for the voice impersonation here. But she was like, oh, my God, baby, you are alive. You're awake. Oh, you have some beautiful green eyes. I love you. Oh, I'm so happy you're awake, baby. Let, let me go get that stuff after you. You, you, you. you be still now. And she went and left and they got all that junk. I look like a lab experiment, oh, you know, getting out of my mouth and nose and all of this. So. Going through that procedure, I was exhausted and I went back to sleep. When I woke up, there was this beautiful blonde nurse there. And I thought I was hallucinating. Uh, and, and I looked at her and went, hi. And she was from England. And she, and she used her total 
London English accent. By this time, I was totally confused because I've done saw, got close to heaven. I saw a Jamaican nurse and I've seen somebody from England and I'm from Mobile, Alabama. So I had to look to my dad who was next to me and I was like, was there a Jamaican nurse here? He said, yes, son. And I was like, was there a nurse here from England? He was like, yes, son. I was like, okay. And, and uh, as, as I started getting my bearings and I got put into a regular room and as I was becoming normal and well enough to leave, my great uncle, uh, he showed up to visit me and he was, you know, like, son, how are you doing? I was like, well, I'm better. And I told him, I said, I said, Unc, you're not going to believe this. But I told him exactly what I just told you about that voice I heard. And when I did it, the voice impression for him, uh, he turned. Now, he was he's a World War II veteran. I mean, you know, my great uncle, he he was a tough man. He saw some things and. Uh, he turned white as a ghost and he looked at me dead in the face and he said, you know who that voice was? I said, no, sir. He said, that was my little brother, your grandfather, who died in World War II. And he said, the last time I heard his voice is when he was being shipped off and he got on the train. He said, that was the last time I ever heard his voice. But he said, I promise you, I just heard his voice come through you and you know this is uh you know uh, my dad you know he grew up without his daddy you know because he died more too and so there was always that missing grandfather in our family so to kind of realize that this is better than having you know the best psychic in the world try to figure out who this voice was and to know that I spoke to him, that was just to me a blessing. And to this day, I still, it's, uh, it makes me smile, but it's kind of like, wow, you know, wow, that's a one experience that I'm going to take to me to the final step on the nine feet under, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's where I'm seriously going to never forget that whatsoever. And that's why I chose to put that part of my life into how many chances, because in how many chances I try to visually make it better of to try to show the audience who's watching it the visual experience of me not only explaining it like what I've just done here on your show, but to create to my best CGI <laughs> film, creative things that I've learned throughout the years to tell this story visually. And all right, let me ask you a question and I'm not, I'm just curious, um, and I'm not saying you're not right or anything. I'm just curious yeah. how your uncle understood that that was his brother without experiencing it himself. He, he told me it was the voice, like, the, uh, um, 
because it was so fresh on my mind that I was able to, I guess, pitch my voice and I was able to say it word for word, you know, that and do the exact voice impression of it, of where, because it was so fresh on my mind um, that I was able to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess it's like when you hear someone's voice that's passed away and it's like almost 100% on the money and it's like, I know who that was. And, okay, so you I- know. I guess you were mimicking him perfectly and he just, that just, yeah. for him, he saw that and was like, whoa, that's my brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you didn't, um, did you see any beings or anything? I didn't see anything. Um, I, 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 I just, no, I didn't look around necessarily because I, I was like, I, I saw that white light and mm. it was just getting closer and closer and, you know, I I had my eye on the prize. <laughs> I was like, I want to go there, you know. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to go to heaven, you know. And right. Since you've been back, has it changed you in any way, that experience? It has. Um, you know, they say when someone dies and comes back to life that you open yourself up to the spiritual, uh, you know, like what, like if you walk in to an abandoned place and you're kind of like, you know, I feel like there's something here with me or, you know, you could walk like me, for example, I'll, I can walk into a place and I'll get sick to my stomach for some reason. I don't know why, you know, and it's like, I'm, you know, you know, I bring out my iPhone and I'm checking my blood sugar, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. My blood sugar's normal, but it's like, why do I have this sick feeling? And I spoke to people that I trust with their opinions. And what they, that, what they told me is that people who have died and come back to life and, had so many near-death experiences like me that it's kind of like a doorway or you're just more open to feeling things or hearing things or seeing things or something. So, yeah. And I've, I've always not like, I kind of hear things every once in a while, you know, and it's kind of like, but I'm so, literature wise and i'm so i i question myself so much about it i don't i'm like well maybe it was just the wind or maybe it was just my imagination or something like that or i i don't know i just uh i never explored that you know because well let me ask you this when you do have that feeling what have you observed that's going on around you that might be associating with that? Um, like, for example, when um, I made another documentary called My Paranormal Experiences, and I'll talk about all my experiences that I have that's also on Amazon, uh, but uh, like when 
for example, I have the best but worst luck in all aspects of my life. And especially when it comes to like paranormal, uh, I, I don't know where I was at. It was somewhere in Alabama and I was videotaping this place called the Shelby Hotel. And when I was there, I was there to just explore the old abandoned hotel. But when I started showing it to people, just the public in general, they started pointing out stuff to me. And I was like, what? Then I took it to paranormal investigators and they started pointing out stuff to me. And I was like, they was like, you didn't feel anything? And I was like, yeah, I kind of did, but I just didn't. I, I did when I got up on the second floor and I started getting that sick feeling. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm done. I want to get out of here because I don't want to be vomiting on camera. <laughs> you know, I was like, that wouldn't be good. And so I left. But like when I left, I turned around and I just I took a picture with my iPhone of the place because to me it looked pretty, you know, just, you know, it looked creepy and beautiful and, you know, what it could have been and all that. And I didn't realize there was about, I think they counted one, two, three, four entities mm. in the, in the windows looking at me. And I was like, and then when they all did it and cleaned it up and stuff, I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, so, all right. So you've died and come back to life four other times. In any of those other times, did you experience heaven or a place that was all black before? Or did you experience any beings or anything else? I do not remember it. Um, my grandmother, she told me that there, she said, she said, well, you remember that other time that you died and come back to life. And she said, you came back and told me that you said you heard something or saw something. And I was like, no, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't have that memory of it, but my grandmother, she always swore that I said or saw something, but she never spoke on it in detail to me. So, I, I, I have no memory of it whatsoever, but mm. my grandmother sure did because she would be like, oh, yeah, he's he's seen things twice. And I'll be like, I don't remember the second one. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, why well, I think sometimes people don't. Have you ever considered getting hypnotized to see if you remember those? Yeah, I've thought about it. You know, I mean, I, I've, I've heard that that helps. Um, yeah, I mean... I'm open to it. Sure. Why not? You know, um, maybe it could be your next movie. We, you get hypnotized and you have it all filmed and see what happens. <laughs> the, uh, the stories I forgot, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that might be pretty amazing. If you come up, if you remember some amazing things. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm down. I'm, I'm open to it. You know, I mean, I, I've never, really really put much thought into it i guess until now you know all right so your movie about your experience is it like a dramatic reenactment um no it's well it's parts of it 
where um, it's me talking about it like I'm doing right now with you. But also I've got segments of my dad telling parts of the story of what he what he saw me go through. And I've done some other reenactments of like um, I hired a voice actress for the Jamaican nurse and I hired a voice actress for the English nurse to try to get it as authentic as I could possibly get it to, you know, because I was like, you know, if somebody was going to watch something that, you know, and they got so they started really getting into it and watching it. I want to give them my best and I want to, if you want to give me your time, then I want to give you the best visual audio experience out there with it. Is it like the audience is experiencing what you experienced? Yeah. You, You get to in the video, see that, that tunnel and you get to see that, that, that white that white light uh mm-hmm. to my best now of course i did add you know i did add like you know where it was the white light and the cloudy thing okay i did add a few little sparkle thingies you know what i mean i was like well okay i can I, you know that's not gonna get nobody mad you know it makes right. it pretty <laughs> so. you just hollywoodized it a little bit uh, just itty bitty little things. It's kind of like a, you know. When... Right. Besides hearing the voice, did you hear any other sounds over there? Like, did you hear music or anything? Or did you have any other perceptions? Like 360 degrees perception? Did you see colors or just white light? I just saw the white light. Mm-hmm. And I just remember the feeling of it. You know, like that warm sensation. Um, I, I remember looking, like if you're looking straight this way, you know, if you're driving, but so you can look out of your peripheral visions. It's like off to the side if you're looking straight. Um, it was like a black type of tunnel almost. Yeah, and um, that's the best way I could describe it. It, it was just, and it was like I was, <laughs> for, like I, it was like I was flying. Mm-hmm. It was like literally I was floating and like flying, but not like Superman, you know, but just floating along or flying to mm-hmm. this and easing my way there. So you were heading towards the light. The light wasn't getting bigger. It's just, it, you it's just, yeah. It. Mm-hmm. And it, like, and as I was getting towards it, it was expanding, right. you know, slowly, but surely, but that's probably because I was moving this way. It was, you know, <laughs> peripheral right. or right. the, the visions of 20. So, and, and when you got to the end, you were completely in within the light, completely inside, like bathed that close. Yeah. Yeah, I was that close. I was that close. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> All right. Since this experience, do you fear death? No. I, honestly, I do not. Um, 
because it's to me the way now and I want to give just a little you know back history on me I grew up in Southern Baptist Baptist and partly Jewish you know and like once I realized where I'm going then it's kind of like well, when it's my time to go, it's my time to go. I just hope I have enough time to pray to God to say, please forgive me for those last sins I just did, <laughs> you know? And uh, then after that, I'm 100% positive. I know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And and if I get close to that light again, I'm going to be like, look, <laughs> don't send me back this time, please. Interesting that you had a religious upbringing, but it appears that this experience wasn't religious. Am I correct by saying that? Uh, I guess. I mean, to me, the way I took it, it was heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was. I mean, that was that was heaven. And to me, um, like one of my friends who was telling me uh, i was told you earlier who was like a psychic and medium uh that was explaining to me about me being sick and all that uh well she told me that she thinks my grandfather is my guardian angel Hmm. and i've uh, so it's plausible um you know everybody in my family has always said, you know, everybody's got a guardian angel except Creighton. He's got a team of them. So, (laughs) Is it in any way possible that the voice was God or Jesus? Yeah, it's possible. I mean, that'd be kind of cool to know that to me, me being from the South, that God's got a Southern Alabama accent. Hmm. You know, okay, that's interesting. So, you actually could hear a voice, hear the accent, and know that you're not hearing your own voice, but someone else's voice that was different from yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was just, it was, it wasn't my voice, but I could tell it had a, he had a a southern, an Alabama southern, Mm. or a south, south, like what you know, the panhandle kind of. Florida thing there, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people during their near-death experiences, it's almost like they don't hear it. It's just like they just telepathically know the person's thoughts. Was it more mm-hmm. like that or more like hearing a voice? Oh, I heard it. I know what I, I, I heard it. Mm-hmm. I mean, now it, it could have been possible telepathic. I'm, I don't know uh, about, but uh, to me, what I experienced it was the sound. It was like if me and you was in the same room, just having a cup of coffee and mm-hmm. we're in a coffee shop and I could, you could hear me and I could hear you. It, it was that surround, you know what I mean? That type thing. Um, mm-hmm. Would you now say it could have been telepathic. I don't know. <laughs> would you say it was loud, kind of a booming voice or just still like as of two people talking together? It was like um, two people. Okay. It, it, it sounded just like um, two people talking, or mm-hmm. you know, uh, that that it just sounded very 
Alabamian. Okay. Um, you know, like, um, and, and I can sort of do the voice impersonation. Um, oh gosh, the poor voice actor, you know, <laughs> I had to get with him on that, but you know, to do it for how many chances, but he got it right. Uh, but he was like, Creighton, it's not your time. It's not your time. This is not your time to go. It was deeper than my voice. You know, mm. I have a weird voice anyway. And it's a mix of, you know, uh, what I call northern and southern mixed. Uh, you know, I have like a, and so, but it was, uh, so yeah, it wasn't mine. It was definitely something, yeah, for what I gather and what I believe and what I like to believe, it was my grandfather. Hmm. Grandfather Hobbs. I, and I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm yeah. Asking. I'm just asking. Yeah, right. And that's why you have these shows to get mm -hmm. these different experiences because, you know, everybody's got a different thing that they go through, you know, a different um, near-death experience, right? Right. I mean, there's a lot of similarities, yeah. but there are everybody's going to view it through their own lens and you know, mm -hmm. I can put up a painting on the wall and everybody can have a different opinion and what they feel from a painting, right? Or music, or right. whatever, however they mm -hmm. experience it. Um, let me ask you this. So back on Earth, my guess is, is that you were almost popping into a diabetic coma or what was going on with you physically? When uh come to find out that my blood sugar, when they got the results of the test in it was i think a thousand one hundred now the normal range is 80 to 120 and uh so it was like a thousand one hundred and they and my body just was it couldn't take it no more it was uh just it's like look i've had enough i can't i can't keep doing this and the heart just stopped. Mm -hmm. And that was that boom. And, mm -hmm. and, um, and that wasn't the first time mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was four other times that happened. Oh, okay. All the other times was still the same thing dealing with your diabetes. With, yeah, exactly. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, that, yeah, that was the other four times were all diabetic related because my blood sugar rose so high that I went into a thing called DKA, diabetic ketose acidosis. And there's, you know, vomiting and uh, dehydration and, uh, the, you know, a whole bunch of other wonderful things that comes with it, you know, and you're, you know, I am a human and your human body can only take so much till it's like, <laughs> nope, you're done. I quit. You know, right. you have to take insulin shots every day. Yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm on the insulin pump actually. Okay. So, uh, you know, it's insulin pump and this is it. Mm -hmm. It's a, just a little device that's hooked up to me. And if my blood sugar's high, I just hit a few buttons and I get insulin. Oh, and yeah, so um, it's been whew, a lot of good years. I would say 10, 12, 
almost 12 years since I've been in the hospital because of diabetes. I like to tell people who is not familiar with diabetes, mm-hmm. with a diabetic, if they say my blood sugar's low, I need something to eat, think of it like a car. Your car can't run off of ga- without gas. When the e-light comes on, you need gas. My gas is food. <laughs> so when I get food in me, the gas needle goes back to where I can go. Mm-hmm. And if you have too much sugar, is that when you have the problem? Yeah, I put too okay. much food in me. It's it gets it, the gas leaks out, and yeah, and then I gotta take insulin and uh, you know burn up the gas. Right. So, right. Right. Now let me ask you this: Sometimes NDE experiencers will not share everything of their NDE experience publicly. Maybe they might do it privately with other people or other experiencers. So what I'm getting at, is there any part of your experience that you have never shared with anybody that you're willing to share with us today? No, I'm, I'm literally an open book. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess the only thing that I don't speak about publicly uh, and I mean, I will, it's the, um, experiences like, um, like when I went to the Shelby hotel, these abandoned places and, you know, I want, I'll go some somewhere and it's like, uh, uh-uh, I want to leave. I, I'm feeling sick. You know, when I say that, that means something's happening or there's some kind of spirit or entity or something and usually it's not a good thing, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's like something that really don't want you around and I usually leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and me as a filmmaker, and I've never said this publicly until now, um, when I go to shoot a horror or scary movie, right, I'm kind of picky. I would rather be in a studio versus the actual place of, you know, for one, I don't want to be at an actual place where a crime happened. That's just really creepy and weird, you know, to film something there. But even if it's like something that may have happened, the haunting or something, I I still, I'm like, no, let's just go elsewhere there's a million other places in this world we can do it you know and so and that's just because when i get there i'm kind of like i don't feel right you know something's inside of me or it's Mm -hmm. that's interesting i appreciate you sharing that thank you all right so this movie is on amazon prime do you have to be an M? I'm assuming you have to be an Amazon Prime member to watch it, or if not, you just pay mm-hmm. money, or how does that work out? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can stream it for free. Nice. Uh, and if you're not an Amazon Prime member, you can rent it, I think, for $2.99. Keep mm-hmm. rent it for like two days or something. Right. And then you can just buy it for nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. And you can just have it for the rest of your life, <laughs> I guess, or until they until Amazon kicks it off, you know. <laughs> but mm-hmm. 
And so you either way, you know, it's a really good deal either way uh, for a two hour documentary. And that's another thing as well. I want to bring to you and your audience Mm -hmm. is, yes, I go into my NDE, you know, what I went through, what I just talked about on your show. But there's something for everybody in how many chances Um, like I can't even tell you the hundreds of people I've talked to so far. And what's funny is when like somebody that you would think they would like this once one part, you know, like where I'm talking about 1983, but they actually don't. They like it. The part where I'm talking about my near death experience. And I'm like, Hey, if you liked that part, then that's great. But there's something in there that you're going to remember and you're going to you're going to watch it. And if you spent two ninety nine to rent it. Right. And if you can sit there and say, you know what, I really enjoyed that one part of how many chances. And if not, then I'm sorry, I just wasted two hours of your life. My bad. You know, <laughs> Now, you mentioned earlier that you had other movies on Amazon as well. What are those movies? Um, My Paranormal Experiences. And I bring to life what I really went through um, with my paranormal experiences, which correlates with my NDE, actually. It, it, you know, it shakes each other's hands. Um, And the other one was my very first one, and it's called The Mystery of Winnie Evans. And that's a documentary about my great aunt and um, took place in like the early 1900s. And she was just uh, nobody knew what happened to her. And I started investigating and putting my investigative journalism skills to work and that bringing a mind to work and figured out what happened to her and uh, it took me all the way to the middle of the country of Mississippi to St. Louis, Missouri. So that was a great, great fun documentary to do. Hmm. All right. That's great. Besides these movies, you got any other projects that you're working on that you want us to know about? Uh, yeah, I'm actually writing right now a limited series, and it's called a The History That Haunts Us. And I am basically, without giving away spoilers, I'm taking urban legends, the old urban legends, and I'm... I'm I'm sticking to them, but I'm making it more 2021. So then that way, somebody who is younger than me, because I, you know, I feel like I'm an old dinosaur at 45, you know, (laughs) but somebody in their 20s could sit back and they could watch it and enjoy it. But somebody who's from Generation X could sit back and watch it as well. You know, it's not going to be a, it's going to be like a psychological, slash horror scary movie but not you know jason friday the 13th you know (laughs) running around with chase all it's just it's really going to be a a real uh, 
slow burn. I want to get you lost, you know, that kind of thing. So that's what I'm currently writing out. I'm almost finished with it. And um, once that's done, I'm going straight into pre-production. And then pre-production, you're going to start filming. And then after filming, get it out there for everybody to watch. That's great. It appears to me that you like to do a lot of horror ghosts paranormal stuff like that Mm -hmm. um do you ever do any ufo or alien stuff i've thought about it i've thought about it but i don't have the i don't have the the big budgets like you know to i don't want to do a film or anything where I get people's expectations up so high. And then when you watch it, it's like, man, this is like the Blair Witch Project, you know, (laughs) or, you know, it's just, I don't, I want to do it, but uh, later on down the road as thing, if things become more successful, you know, and I'm able to put a few more pennies in the piggy bank, who knows? And, or, that's one thing about how many chances that I've learned. You never know what's going to happen tomorrow. So that's why you live each day to the fullest, right? Yeah. I'm, I think that's great that you said that. All right, Creighton, before we wrap it up here, do you have one last message that you'd like to share to the audience? Well, my message would be if you are someone who experienced a life after death, near death experience or something like that. And you just haven't come out of the closet with it. Yeah. You don't have to tell everybody in the whole wide world. You could tell just one person. And because you told that one person, your experience that may help that one person feel good about themselves or settle some kind of battle that they're going on with themselves spiritually, you know? Um, and like, you just got to understand that there really is something more to us that happens after we die. There, there really is. And sometimes we can, Some of us get lucky and have an experience like me and like a lot of your other guests as well. Because like I said, I've watched your show, love your voice. And, um, but then again, sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta wait, wait for your time to come and wait for the curtains to be unveiled. And then you go to the park, you go to Disney world, <laughs> you get there, you get your one way golden ticket to Wonka, Willie walking land. You know what I mean? Uh, and just don't get so wrapped up in it and don't forget to live life. Don't forget to live day by day to each of the very fullest and to the best you can. That's a great message. Thank you very much for that. Mm-hmm. And Creighton, mm-hmm. thank you very much for being my guest. I really appreciate oh, you giving me some of your time. I wish you massive success oh, with all your movies. I think it's going to be awesome. And I hope one day that I will see you like on Netflix 
or I'll be going to the movie theaters and saying, I had Creighton on my podcast. What are you talking about? I'm going to grab you in front of e-television. I'll be like, this guy, you got to check out his podcast. He's awesome. <laughs> you know, listen to his voice. He's got that Louisiana voice, you know. <laughs> uh, well, maybe one day you'll, you can use me as a voiceover actor. Oh, right. Heck yeah. That'd be awesome. All right. Yeah. All right, Creighton. Well, you have a great evening. No, thank you. And thank you for having me. I so enjoyed myself, man. It was great. Thank you again. And um, yeah, it was fun. All right. Well, bye, y'all. I'll see y'all later. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.